One line sparked the name of the production company. Of a production company, sorry. Cheap Brody tells an elderly smoker, teasing him, That's some bad hat, Harry. This line inspired the name of Bad Hat Harry Productions, which produced House in most of the X-Men films to date. Mythbusters put Jaws to a, to a test. I hate the fucking show. The beloved Discovery show. I actually saw that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. This shouldn't even be allowed on TV whatsoever. No, it shouldn't have. But it was. And I just shook my head at it. I'm actually calling Miss Mythbusters shitbusters. Because that's what it was. I mean, they, they try to do almost anything and everything to try to, to debunk a lot of shit. Yeah, I know. Like, um, like the Iron Man suit. Yeah. To see if it actually would protect somebody from a bullet. And I was like, oh my god. It's like, okay. The beloved Discovery show, Shitbusters, because that's what I'm calling it, tested many movie myths and spent a lot of time on Jaws Due to Discovery's connection with Shark Week. <coughs> oh, I'm fine. Ugh. Some of the myths tested include if an oxygen tank would explode if shot, and if a great white could actually punch a hole in the side of a wooden boat. Um, one, it depends on how big the fucking bitch is, and how heavy it is. Shooting went a little longer than anticipated. When Spielberg was given the go ahead of, ahead to direct Jaws, he was allotted 55 days of shooting. In the end, it took Spielberg 159 days to wrap up production. That's because the sharks didn't really work at first. Except for one. In an interview with Renoki Times, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the film, Spielberg said he thought his, his career would be over because of how long overscheduled he went. Fortunately for everybody, that wasn't the case. Jaws is an Oscar winner with a Razzie winning sequel. Um, which one would that be? Because there's three of them. As we said, Jaws won three Oscars. It's considered one of the best movies ever. Jaws related sequels not so much. The fourth film in the series, Jaws the Revenge, and that was actually stupid, is considered one of the worst movies ever. It was nominated for seven Razzies, but luckily only one for worst visual effects. <laughs> 
that's it for that one. Um, I'm going to take a break. I have to go that way. I have to refill. And I want to have a smoke. You want to do uh, your next one, dear? Yep. Here. Cut that for me. Hold on, folks. I'll be right back. Ow. God damn it. Ghostbuster stuff. Uh, Ernie Hudson has given up hope on another Ghostbusters film. This was uh, when Ghostbusters Afterlife was being talked about and being in effect. Uh, I need to blow down my screen a little bit. Hang on, guys. Alright. Ernie Hudson feared that Ghostbusters Afterlife would never happen. 75-year-old star repraises the role of Winston Zeddemore in the latest movie in the Ghostbusters franchise, but admits that he suspected it would never reach the screen following a gap of more than three decades since Ghostbusters 2. Ernie told Yahoo Movies UK, for the past 30 years, they've been talking about doing another one, but it it never seemed to happen. They announced, I'm in it, but nobody would have talked to me about it, so I lost faith it would never really happen. He admitted that years of false hope meant he would had doubts about the new project which had been directed by Jason Rittman the son of the original Ghostbusters director Ivan Rittman I can actually understand him for that part I agree Ernie explained then I got a call from Jason and I was still a little bit skeptical it wasn't until we got on set that I thought, okay, we're really doing this. The star was initially meant to have a larger role in the original 1984's Ghostbusters film until last-minute script tweaks and admits it was comforting to settle the issue in the new blockbuster. You can put me back up on screen. Ow. Uh, the miscongeniality actor explained it's almost comforting. This movie has been such a big part of my life for almost 40 years. It's something I've never been able to get away from. Not that I've tried, but the 
fans have always kept Winston at the forefront and really connected to him. Ernie continued to be on the set and to see the guys in the jumpsuits, Shigoni Weaver, Annie Potts, and to meet this new cast. I realize this is something that's going to move into the future. It's nice to have a finally resolved. <laughs> yeah, he's a 75-year-old actor, and he would—he did not think that would ever happen. Huh? Ernie Hudson, 75 years old, and he never thought that another Ghostbuster movie would ever happen. Yeah. And he would be a part of. I mean, he was so skeptical on it, it was like, wow. Because there was a lot of time that went past. Yeah. But sometimes, time going past tells a better story. Yeah. Or a different approach. Yeah. This is the one. This is the one where they kind of throw in a, another style version of Ghostbusters that I only saw as a kid. It was a cartoon version of of Ghostbusters. The, I only saw one of the cartoon versions. Well, let's see. This one here. The other ones I didn't like too well. Yeah, this one is the long and slimy road from Ghostbusters to Afterlife. <laughs> it's how it goes. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife res resurrects the spirit of the original Ghostbusters for a new generation, but the journey to reach the 2021 reboot saw the franchise go through hell and high water over the past 40 years. Sorry, I would not call this movie a reboot. <laughs> For those of us who have anticipated Ghostbusters Afterlife since the first trailer was released in December of 2019, the arrival of the horror comedy reboot has begun has been long overdue. However, the COVID-19 pandemic was only one of the many bumps in the road for the franchise which had been haunted by problems in one form or another since even before its digestion. Here's a look back at the history of the Ghostbusters franchise. Nineteen seventy five the mm -hmm. Ghostbusters, a children's sitcom about detective investigating ghostly crimes starring Larry Strach, Bob Burns, and Forrest Tucker, debuts on CBS. And 
it's basically two guys mm-hmm. and a gorilla. I hated that one. Okay, and a gorilla was named Tracy. I have the cartoon version of the Ghostbusters with Tracy in it, and I still love the shit. And the way they were doing Ghostbusters was more different than what we see today. The series lasted 15 episodes before it was canceled. The series is largely unrelated to the Ghostbusters franchise, with the exception of nearly affecting its title during its development, but deserves not note, uh, notation as a footnote in the franchise histories nevertheless. I would agree. During this time, Saturday Night Live premiered on NBC, which launched its cast members, including Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, into comedy stardom soon after, the, soon thereafter. Uh, I'm looking at the picture, and I'm trying to figure out which one was Dan Aykroyd, but I don't see him. I do see John Belushi. 1977, Bill Murray joins the cast of Saturday Night Live, replacing the departing Chevy Chase. Yep. Bill Murray actually had a mustache, and still the same hair as we saw in Ghostbusters 1 and 2. A lot of Bill Murray's uh, movies, he has, he's always had the same hair type, hairstyle. Uh, 1978, John Belushi starred in Ivan Reitman's Animal House. Yeah. Cementing his statue or status as a viable film star. 1979, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi all exit from Saturday Night Live to pursue further films opportunities, including the film The Blues Brothers. Yeah. The original. Uh, 1980, associated producer Gene. I can't say the last name. I'll just go D. Takes over Saturday Night Live from Lauren Michaels. The entire cast leaves in solidarity, including Bill Murray, while a new cast headed by Eddie Murphy is recruited. Mm -hmm. Uh, The same year, Murray collaborated with film sketch performer turned filmmaker Harold Ramis in Caddyshack, Mm -hmm. which became a massive financial success. 1981, Dan Aykroyd, a longtime believer in the paranormal, yep. reads an article on quantum physics and parapsychology, which inspired him to modernize the comedic ghost films of yesteryear. Mm. And as it was said before, Dan Aykroyd's father believed in the paranormal. Yeah. 
and UFOs. His great-grandfather believed in the same thing, and his great-great-great-grandfather believed in the same thing. That's how Dan Edgar got into UFOs and the paranormal. I still believe and it's to this called day. a plane. Huh? I still believe it's a plane. <laughs> yeah. uh, he begins to plan what would become Ghostbusters starring himself, Belushi, and Murray, who has become the clear standout on Saturday Night Live. Fortunately, that did not happen because John Belushi passed. Yep. During this time, Murray and Ramis teamed again as co-stars in the comedy film Stripes. Yep. Which you can see on YouTube for free. Yeah, that is a good movie. He is. That is a really good movie. The film is another massive success and helps introduce mainstream American audience to co-star John Candy. Yep. Uh, let's see. 82, John Belushi dies mm-hmm. from an accidental drug overdose during the development of the Ghostbusters script. Mm-hmm. That was... Two years before Ghostbusters was even made. Yeah, which or released. landed Bill Murray to play Vakeman. Well, that's the thing. Bill Murray was already going to do Vakeman. Oh. Dan Aykroyd was going to play Raven Stance. I think uh, John Belushi's character was going to play the scientist. I'm not sure. But Egon? Yeah. Um, I'm going to get into this more. Underdeterred, Ackroyd neglect negativities for Murray to take his place and Rittman to become attached to the director. Rittman describes the 80-page treatment as scary and more serious in tone and incorporates more science fiction elements. Ribbon eventually convinced Ackroyd to bring Ramis onto the project as a co-writer and co-star. In the same year, Eddie Murphy finds more critical and commercial success in his debut in 48 Hours. 83. Ribbon meets the Columbia Pictures executive Frank Price who agrees to the film's exponentially large budget. Estimated to be 25 to 30 million dollars which translates to nearly 80 million today. Mm -hmm. As long as the film could be delivered in 13 months. Though the film had no script, effects, or production start date. Now that's something I didn't realize. Hmm. And they actually have a picture of Ivan Reitman young with hair. <laughs> Bill Murray covered in Marshmallow. Yeah. And Shigoni Weaver coming out with the dress that she had on. But yeah, she looked like she just got in a fight with the... With one of the aliens from her movies. <laughs> and Reitman just like... <laughs> uh, 
Throughout the year, Aykroyd, Rittman, and Ramis worked on multiple drafts of the script while Murray pursues dramatic work in the Razor's Edge. The tr they trio also eventually recruited ILM alumni Richard Edlund to handle their special effects. Eddie Murphy was also no longer considered for the project as his success propelled him toward his own starring vehicle, Beverly Hills Cop. Mm. Casting commenced for Ghostbusters, Sigourney Weaver boarded the project after impressing Rittman with her addition while Ernie Hudson was eventually cast in the film as Winston Zeddemore after five rounds of auditions. John Candy was initially earmarked for the role of Louis Tully, but did not understand the part and declined the role. Rittman later offered the part to Rick Moranis, with whom Ramis had worked on the Canadian sketch series SCTV. Paul Rubens was likewise offered the role as Gozer, the Gazarian. When the character was envisioned as an evil architect, but ultimately passed. Mm. So that didn't happen. Filming began in New York City on Ghostbusters in October 1983, lasting six weeks before continuing production in Los Angeles until the end of January of 1984. 1984, the film's release date looming, Rittman opted to begin post-production during filming and the first cut of the film was completed in February of 1984. Elmer uh, Bernstein composed the film's score while the studio began to search for artists to develop the Ghostbusters theme song including, including Huey Lewis and Lizzie, Lindsay Buckingham, Ray Parker Jr.'s theme song was eventually selected. Yeah. The film first received a test screening shortly after completion, which received a stellar reaction, while industry screenings at the studio did not fare as well. Columbia Picture would substantially utilize a $10 million marketing campaign that would focus on familiarizing audience with the now iconic Ghostbusters logo. Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters would release to $13.6 million as the number of film or the number one film in its opening weekend in June of 1984, in its first week, the film grossed more than $23 million. 
dollars. Ghostbusters would remain the number one film in the United States for seven consecutive weeks. Yep. Losing the number one spot to Purple Rain. Shocking. In August, before temporarily regaining the lead in the following week. By the end of 1984, the film had occurred nearly... Two hundred and thirty million dollars at the box office, bested only by Beverly Hills Cop by five million dollars. The film was a massive critical success as well. The Ghostbusters theme song was a smashed hit as well, mm-hmm. spending three weeks. In the number one spot of the Billboard's Hot 100. As a result of the similarities to this song, I Want a New Drug, (laughs) Huey Lewis sued Ray Parker Jr. for plagamigusy. Or, um... Oh, shit. Copyright. Plaga... Plagarism? Something like that. Plagiarism, copyright infringement. Thank you. A case that was settled out of court the following year. Harvey Cartoons also sued Columbia Pictures. Allegedly, the Ghostbusters logo was a copy of Fatso the Casper. The Friendly Ghost. Though the court eventually cited with Columbia in the case. Ha ha. Ghostbusters popularity inspired a number of video games based on the property released various consoles between 1984 and 1987. Yep. One of them being Atari. 1985, in an effort to overtake Beverly Hills Cop as the highest Grossing comedy at the time, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters was re-released in the U.S. and Canada in ni- in August of 1985. The film earned another 9.4 million dollars over five weeks. In October of 1985, Ghostbusters was released on VHS which resulted in more than $32 million in an additional revenue in the subsequent month or months. Following the failure of the Razor's Edge and the immense popularity of Ghostbusters, Bill Murray took a substantial or sabbatical, sorry, from acting, appearing only briefly in the 1986 Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Until he, until his leading role in Scrooge in 1988. What, Bill Murray? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw Except that movie. I don't remember him being in a Little Shop of Horrors, though. Probably a small I re- role. I, I remember Rick Moranis was in it. Yeah. But I don't remember Bill Murray ever being in that movie. He probably played a uh, small role. 
1986, spurred on by the massive success of Ghostbusters, an animated series titled The Real Ghostbusters debuted on ABC in 1986. Highly successful, the series ran for 140 episodes over the course of seven seasons. The Real Ghostbusters also inspired... Um, I can't even say this name. M-Y-R-I-A-D Merchandising uh, uh, Options Including an arcade game Comic books And various other collectibles 1987 Though Columbia Picture Had initially wanted to pursue A sequel to Ghostbusters Various roadblocks Kept the sequel From moving forward from the studio's uh, reluctance to approve a more expensive follow-up to the hesitation of franchise co-creator Reitman, Murray, Aykroyd, and Ramis. Mm-hmm. Notice how they just cut out uh, Hudson on that one. Uh. Murray's commitment on Scrooge also forced development to delay while disagreements on the script caused a riff between the principal cast and crew. Mm -hmm. 1987 Columbia Pictures executive David Putman or Putnam announced Ghostbusters 2 would enter production later in the year Despite not having a script, Don Steele was later appointed as the president of Columbia Pictures in that same year, but was tasked with ensuring the sequel got off the ground. Eventually, a production start date was pushed to September of 1988 as talent deals were Negotiable. Additionally, the popular popularity, sorry, of Slimer on the real Ghostbusters inspired the release of High Seas Ecto Cooler, <laughs> a beverage that became unique, equally became equally as popular. And continued to produce until 2001. 1988 Ghostbusters 2 film in New York City and Los Angeles between November of 1988 and March of 1989, with Ritman coming straight off of the production of Twins onto the film. Hmm. Yep. The principal cast returned for the sequel while Peter McNuckle probably said, said your name wrong. I'm sorry. Max von Sydow, Kurt, Kurt Fuller, and Wilhelm von Holmberg joined the cast. 1989, test screening of Ghostbusters 2 result in um, 
potentialish reactions resulting in the filming of a new ending and extensive reshoots following principal productions. During this time, the film began to shape a more hip-hop-influenced soundtrack featuring an updated version of the theme song featuring Run DMC and two songs from Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Randy E., I can't say his last name too well, was hired as the film's composer and ILM was chosen to handle the film's special effects. Moreover, the original Ghostbusters was released on Laserdisc. Was it called DVD back then? It was called Laserdisc. Yep. Which is now a major collector's item, although um, maligned by Rittman for versal that. Versal changes implemented for the format. Sorry, my mouth is running different directions. Ghostbusters 2 was released in June of 1989, opening to a $29.5 million weekend gross. The film would eventually obtain $112.5 million in North America and $215 million worldwide. Ghostbusters 2 did not receive the critical or fan acclaim as the original, but was ultimately widely successful. The film received a VHS release in November of, 20, of 1989, where it became a boon to the rental marketplace. I know how that was to try to rent that movie before. <laughs> you could never rent that motherfucker because that shit was... Yeah. I had to wait for the damn movie to be released to stores just to buy that on a fucking <laughs> VHS. Get my own copy. 1990, with Ghostbusters fever riding high, the franchise was extended into an immersive special effect landing stage show at Universal Studios Florida mm. which operated from 1990 to 1996 at which point its license expired. Yep. That's what happens when you go to Florida. <laughs> the show transformed over the years including a pre-show that involved Lewis Tully and audience interaction. And at one point, the show utilized some of the largest working animatronics in the world. Despite many industry experts, Ghostbusters 2, as a failure compared to the original film, developed proceedings on a potential third entry for years. Though Murray's reluctance to return to the franchise frequently stifled any progress throughout the 1990s, 
Aykroyd attempted to produce a sequel with a new cast titled Ghostbusters 3, Hellbent, <laughs> in which the Ghostbusters will go to a version of hell resembling Manhattan. According to Harold Ramis, the film was hopping to attach Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, and Chris Farley among the new cast for the iteration. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen ninety-five. Dan Aykroyd appeared as his Ghostbusters character Ray Stantz in Brad Serbling's Casper, making the only time a primary Ghostbusters character appeared appears in a film outside the franchise. Yeah. 1997, a follow-up series to the real Ghostbusters, Extreme Ghostbusters, debuted on BKN six years after the finale of the former series. Featuring the voice talents of Billy West, Alfonso Rivero, Tara Strong, and Maurice Lamarckie, Extreme Ghostbusters was canceled after 40 episodes, while the cast of the real Ghostbusters repraised their roles for the series' two-part finale. 1999, Dan Aykroyd completes his screenplay for Ghostbusters 3, but lack of involvement from the original cast keeps the film in development hell. In the years that followed, Aykroyd's enlisted in sitcoms writers Lee, Estenberg or Einsteinberg, whatever, and Gene Scopolicum, Gene S. I'll just go that way because now I have the hiccups. To pen a new draft of the film. Wait, stupid mouse. 2006, Jason Reitman, son of Ivan, makes his fe- feature film directional debut with the Biting Satar, thank you for smoking. The film is a critical success and makes waves on the independent film marketplace, spurring Reitman to follow with similar small-scale dark comedies such as Juno and Mm. Up in the Air. (laughs) for both of which he is nominated for an Academy Award for Best Director. 2008 revised interest in Ghostbusters begins to arise as development on Ghostbusters the video game is made public and Sony announces plans for another film in the Ghostbusters franchise Potentially without the original cast. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to stop right there because people were 
confused at the time. Now, yeah. what I just read in 2008, the Ghostbusters, the video game, was supposed to be released, but was not released. Mm-hmm. They came out with a different version because they did not like the graphics of it whatsoever. Hmm. They didn't like the way the game was programmed. They didn't like how the story plot was going. So instead of Ghostbusters the video game, they came out with Ghostbusters the video game remastered, which is the one I have that I play the shit out of. (laughs) That was supposed to be the (coughs) original Ghostbusters the video game. Just want to get that out of the way. I've had a few people ask me about that. So I'm putting that out there. Um, Let's see. IDW announces a line of official Ghostbusters comic books for the release in 2011. Mm. Meanwhile, Ackroyd announces the Ghostbusters 3 will still happen with... um, Essenberg and Mr. S script in tow while publicly displaying interest in bringing aboard Judd Apato or Patau however you say his name (laughs) as a producer with Seth Rogen to star. There is no public information as to whether there was any movement at all regarding Apatow or Rogan's involvement. Now, that's something I did not know about. Hmm. 2009, Ghostbusters the video game is released on multiple gaming platforms for which Ackroy, Hudson, Murray, and Ramis all provided their voice, talents, and likeness. Which is true. The game was a massive, critical, and commercially successful, and monument was gained for the possibility of bringing the original Ghostbusters cast back for one last film. Hmm. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. on. Uh, talks goes into 2014 uh, in a tragic turn Harold Ramis passes away in yeah. February of course nobody's talked about you know what caused him to pass on but there is going to be a Ghostbusters 30th anniversary sequel coming out but it's going to be in 4K yeah which was released in 2014 and it made 3.5 million dollars at the box office. Mm. Ghostbusters films are released on Blu-rays soon thereafter which we have one and two. Yep. And of course they come up to the reboot version. Yeah. And everything. That was not impressed. You weren't impressed but I was impressed with the clearer ghost versions. Well, the reason I wasn't impressed is because the comedy 
was looked too forced. I mean, Kristen Wiig, even though she's a growling, a groundling anyway, and she worked on Saturday Night Live, she had her comedy bits um, from years of working. Yeah, I know. And even though she did McGruber, which was really stupid. The acting she did in the movie Paul, the foul mouth alien, that was genuine comedy that she was doing. Oh, yeah. Even though the alien was the one doing all the wisecracking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the reboot, she started with uh, also with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Kate McKinnon. Mm hmm. And Leslie Jones. Yeah. The comedy between those four was way too forced. Yeah. I mean, the girl uh, that's supposed to have been like the female version of Winston. Leslie Jones. She had her acting bits thanks to Carlos Mencia. Because he had her in a couple of his skits. Yep. So I don't get how her acting... Kristen Wiig's acting and Melissa McCartney's acting and Kate McKinnon just yeah but those four being female comedy actors in their own right Mm -hmm. those three their freaking comedy was forced looked too forced not even genuine yeah that's why it did not impress me. Yeah. And the freaking ghosts, yeah, they were good. But yeah, they were they were more clear where you could see every single detail, which I loved. Yeah, I like that too, but And that's something that they The ambulance of a shitload in one scene That was too much CGI cartoon shit to me. Yeah. That fucking slimer having a fucking chick with him? Driving a fucking 1950s car? Come up no, he was driving that's a little bit more no, he was dri- Slimer was driving the Ecto-1 in that movie. With, Did not look like Ecto-1. With the chick. With the chick ghost that looked like him. I mean, I, I give credit for that part. Yeah. Slimer finally hooks up with something that's <laughs> like him. That was perfect. Um... And it goes on to talk about about it, you know, how much it, uh, the budget it was for was 144 million. Yeah. Uh, the film eventually earned 128.3 million in North America and uh, 100.8 million internationally, leading to a disappointing worldwide total of 229.1 million dollars. <laughs> that wasn't misleading. That was a uh... Crash land. <laughs> yep. It goes into 2019. Back to um, the sun mm-hmm. of Ivan. Keeps going, doing the movie, afterlife, things like that. Yeah. Keeps going and going. Anything and going else? Because I got to get the uh, herbs going. 
just keeps going and going and going. I'll have, I'll have all this stuff up on. Huh? I'll have all the stories here up on our website sooner or later. Okay. Just a pain in the ass that I'm having problems with some coding. But at <laughs> least I'm trying. I still have people uh, asking me, where are you going to put the photos back up? I'm working on it. The coding is being a douchebag to me. <laughs> Outside, I have to work like with so many different pages for the website and everything. You know, I have to do the uh, the video streaming to put up on there. I have to do the audio for our audio podcast sites, plus our own pocket, our own website. Ow. Plus, I got to do the, plus I have to make sure that all the photos are perfect and lined up perfectly, and they're all in one spot. Then I also have to do. The news, which is even more tougher, because I don't know how the programming is, is getting confused by me doing what I have to do, and it's just driving me nuts. So I <laughs> will get that up there sooner or later. Yeah. But we're going to pop a 30-second break, and then Paralore is going to come back and do the herbs. Yep. So, see you in 30 seconds. But she'll be back. Don't worry. She'll do the herbs and stuff. But since that, I'm going to go to our website. And I'm going to show you guys the website, if I can. Let's see. Yes, I can. This is the website that I'm basically working on right now. And everything and I'm doing the best I can with all of this it is not easy because I have to deal with as soon as it loads this is what it does I have to deal with these many pages as is we got 47 this is the audio version and I still have to fix the bar up here which takes me a lot of time Plus, I have to add stuff to the home page, as you're about to see again, just to make sure it's all up to date and it works perfectly. Of course, it does take a long time to load up. Then we have the video page, which goes to its own page now because it was messing up. Plus, of course, the gallery is still working on. Still working on putting up our very first guest from episode 38 up here course we gotta make sure that these two links are still working correctly as well as all these links right here are working correctly the search bar is working correctly this right here if people want to do it the easy way by just following the show on our Facebook page um, I have to make sure that this works 
for the YouTube. I have to make sure that the Facebook one works to our Facebook page live so you guys can see the videos. Plus, my own page that uh, for videos that I do to show you the background scenes of what I do on a daily basis. And there's only one up there right now. <laughs> Plus, I got to make sure the weather thing works here. I also have to make sure that this works over here. And I don't know why it's blue, but that's okay. I got to make sure my tweets go out and everything. I have to make sure the photos are working properly on this page, plus going to here, which is another way of doing it. I have to make sure that this mouse and these arrows still bounce, and that's a program and a half. Plus, I have to make sure that the info here is correct. If I have to update it, I will. I gotta make sure the RSS feed is working. The information, you know, I'll probably put more stuff here, probably like a web poll or something sooner or later. And I have to make sure that this works. That's a lot of stuff that I have to go through each and every time I turn around. And at the video page, this is the video page here. It's got its own address. This is what it looks like. Hand me my smoke. And I have to make sure that everything on this page is correct. The pre-recorded podcast shows, I have to make sure that they stay corrected. Any new ones I load up, like episode 47, I have to make sure it works. All the way down, as you can see this one, this one here kind of grew a little bit. Don't know, don't know why it's doing that, but that's something I'm working on to fix and make sure that every other one is 100% perfect and works. And as you see, I still got a lot more to do. So that's what's going on. Plus, I have to make sure that this link here works so you guys can go back to it. And outside of that, our platforms, I have to make sure all those work as well. So let me get back to the homepage here. Plus, got to make sure that our guest books for sale works from whoever we have guests on to the show. And things like that. So that's what people has been on my ass for. For a few days, or not a few days, a few weeks now, and I'm trying my best. So just bear with me. I promise you, I'll get them all up. Plus, fighting stories on top of it is also a lot of work. Yeah. So now I'm going to turn it over to Miss Paralor and the herbs. Okay, since we're starting with the peas, um, just to make sure. Nope, we went past the peas. So we're not in the peas. No, we're in the R's. Ah, the R's. Okay, first one on the list. Radish. <laughs> Yuck! <laughs> For protection and lust. I don't know. People eat a radish. I don't know if they feel protection, let alone lust. <laughs> Both yet. <laughs> radish is more of a food. 
Um, that is just a fucking vegetable that you put in salads. I know. Or in grinders. It's food. You can cook it with it. You can eat it. I don't fucking eat it. I don't eat it. Itchy. Ew, ew, ew. Uh, if you hear squeaking in the background, that's Paralor's cat batty barking. You bless him over here. Oh, he's over here now, buddy, me. Oh. Um. Witchcraft properties wise, uh. I guess you could probably use radish as an offering. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I personally, I never used a fucking radish. <laughs> I see a radish, I say get it the fuck away from me. <laughs> uh... Okay... Ragwort for the new herpes for courage used in charms to ward off evil spirits. Okay, witchcraft wise, you can make shit with it. And if you want to do a spell in courage for yourself or someone, um, you can use it as an ingredient, as well as an offering. It's also associated with fairies. The ones with the wings! And fairies is actually spelled F-A-E-R-I-E-S. The way it should be spelled. Tennis racket time. Also called... Every fucking version of a fairy. Every spelling. F-A-I-R-I-E-S horse. F-A-E-R-I-E-S horse. Fairy horse, which would be associated with fucking the blue fucking fairy from Pinocchio. And fucking Tinkerbell. And the next spelling, F-A-E-R-Y. Four different fucking spellings of that. Whatever. Red, there. No, I got a bit of a buzz, but I ain't fucking drunk. Uh, raspberry leaf. That's a new one. Used for healing, protection, and love. Well, yeah. If it's a specific family member type of love, yeah, but not trying to make someone fall in love with you. <laughs> that don't work. Um, 
Holy crap, that was bright. Witchcraft-wise, you can use it as an offering. You can use it as a spell for healing or protection. And, um, love to bring a, uh, buddy of her own specific family members closer. <laughs> um, raspberry leaves are carried, not eaten by pregnant women to reduce the pain involved in pregnancy and childbirth. In other words, it would be poisonous. No. Well, if you're gonna... When it comes to a raspberry, you're gonna eat the fucking fruit. I don't know any, no, any no, no, female that's ever been impregnant that would want to eat a raspberry leaf. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not if, poisonous. If, if, no. a, if a female is pregnant but can't eat a raspberry leaf... It yeah. has to be poisonous. In it's a, not in, in a certain extent of the leaf. Nope. What I'm reading, it's not poisonous. Hmm. Um, you can carry raspberry that's just, leaves. That just brings more questions than actual answer of it. Eh. I've asked my father, my biological father, about that myself, and... I never got a strange answer either. <laughs> um, you can carry raspberry leaves, um, whether in a purse, or you make something where you sew it or glue it um, onto something. Um, bathe an infusion of raspberry. To keep your current love relationship alive. Okay. I'm not going to frown on that. Nor am I going to roll my eyes. Um, that's more like... If you want to spice it up a little bit. I'm going to keep quiet. So you basically... You could bathe in it. So it's a soap. It's a shampoo. Conditioner, body lotion, not really easy to find in a store, but you can order it online. Um, and a raspberry bubble bath. I'm going to keep quiet. Um, next, red clover. Not green clover, red clover. Magical uses include fidelity, love, for, yeah, again, want to make a loved one in your specific media family closer to you, fine. Money, protection, and a blessing of domestic animals. Well, yeah. Many, or I should say centuries, a lot of people believe animals, domestic animals, specifically pets, 
have a sense of the paranormal. When something's not right, they react. If you try to debunk it, and it's not what you debunk, it's something else, they will let you know that something is not right. I know, our cats do it all the time. Um, carry to aid in financial arrangements. Sprinkle around the home to remove negative spirits. Eh, that's more superstition. So, witchcraft-wise, you could use it as offerings or ingredients in fidelity, money, protection, and blessing spells. But, the blessing spells for domestic animals. Love spells only if it's generated to an immediate family member. That you want closer to you, um, or bring an immediate family member back into your life. Um, carrying it, um, yeah, if you put it in a satchel or a little poppet bag, um, but I would not suggest using a poppet bag to carry red clover for financial arrangements. That's superstition. As well, sprinkle around the home to remove negative spirits, that's also a superstition. But that's not as frowned upon as superstition for financial arrangements. Financial arrangements, in my experience, is your mother trying to freaking betroth you to a douchebag. <laughs> That's what it's financial arrangements means to me. Um, that's basically all the witchcraft properties. Um, the alternative for red clover, if you can't find the actual red clover, cleaver grass. I'm going to say that again. Cleaver grass. Merrill grass. Cow grass. Oh. Trifoil. Purple clover. And wild clover. Wild clover, that's something you could find in a fucking meadow. Red willow bark. There is such a thing as red willow trees. Um, usually in heavy wooded areas, far as I've heard. Magical uses include meditation and clearing. Yeah, 
I've heard of that. My aunt. My biological dad's sister does uses that here and there. Fabulous incense wood with a sweet and dry aroma. <laughs> Um, you can use red willow bark as an offering to do a meditation spell or a clearing spell for yourself or someone close to you. It is an incense stick, so you could burn it too. Um, Rhubarb. And I talking Yuck. about the pie. Yuck. Everybody knows rhubarb is a whole bunch of fucking berries. Um, for fidelity and protection. Rhubarb's mostly an offering if you want to do a spell for protection. Fidelity... There are some spells for, for for fidelity. It's not much. Not there are some, but not a lot of them that you can use rhubarb for. But you gotta get a whole bunch of fucking berry, different berries together. What the hell was that? And that was not. A car. Yeah, it was. Now, not what came out the window. I heard it in my headset. I heard car tire screech. I know, but I heard something. Rice! Rain, fertility, money... In protection. Use in money spells and fertility charms. Okay, off the bat. You can use rice as an offering for rain magic, fertility magic, money. Okay, there are s some money spells, but you have to find which one that works best for you as well as protection spells the rice is mainly an offering for those four spells types of spells to use in money spells same thing money spells fertility charms you combine rice in a charm or charms that you make for the money spells and the fertility. There's the characteristics of rice for witchcraft. Um, you can even use it as an offering to specific deities or gods, whether it's male or female. Um, 
We all know rice is a fucking grain, so it's for food. Well, grain's a plant. Rice, you can eat it, so it's food. <coughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Um... I don't think there's anything else when it comes to f rice. Rose. Magical uses include divine love. Again, for a specific immediate family member. Um, close friendships. Okay. Domestic peace and happiness. Okay. And lasting relationships, whether it's friendships or lasting relationships with your own family members. Um, there are some love spells that um, that are divine love spells, but it's for family members, mainly, as well as friendships. So you can use rose as an offering, as well as ingredients. Um, domestic peace and happiness, there are spells for those. Um, of course, you can't do peace and happiness spells at the same time using rose you have to do, do domestic peace what by itself then you do one for happiness um lasting relationships there's not really a spell for that that falls under divine love um, again, for specific media family members. Um, great for use in incense. So, yeah, you could burn it. It's candles. It's incense sticks. It's oils you could burn. Um, potpourri. And bath magic. Which means you, it is a lotion, so you could wear it as a lotion. Um, you can bathe in it. It's shampoo, it's conditioner, it's soap, bubble bath, oil. Um, trying to think, is there another one? Rose is also a plant. So it's the plant category. Um, place around sprains and dark bruises to help them heal faster. That's a myth. Uh, yeah. Well, it depends on how the sprains are. If it's a minor sprain, yeah, it can work, but you have to wear it wear it for only like a couple of hours. And then you can't put it back on. 
Um, the bruising, dark bruises, that is a myth. I'm sorry. Um, if you believe it get, it uh, heals dark bruising, more power to you, but it does not work. Um, dark bruises really indicate internal bruising that show up on skin. And there are some instances, instances where dark bruises are external. Um, rose geranium averts negativity. Okay. Especially in the form of gossip and false accusations. That one, um, speaking on experience and those who I know, I've never seen them use rose geranium to advert negativity, especially in gossip or false accusation form. I've never seen it. Um... I do know rose geranium, it is an incense you could burn, but trust me, the smell is worse than frankincense. Um, it'll smell like rose at first, but then the geranium, it smells like shit. Literally. Um... Rose hips. Used in healing spells and mixtures. Brings good luck, calls in good spirits. Um, rose hips. It is a type of a flower. It is a type of rose, but it's not really considered a flower. Or in the plant category, it's the petals of a of rose hips are a bit different than a regular rose petal. When you're holding a rose and the petals are all together, um, I mean you can use rose hips as an offering for healing spells, mixtures. You could, I guess, use it as a uh, ingredient too, but depending on what the healing spell is, the bringing good luck—it's superstition, but I guess it could pop, probably work. I'm not someone that's going to say, "Oh, don't try using rose hips to bring good luck to you." I've never used it, but not saying it would work. Calling in good spirits. Yeah, it could. But you have to be specific on what you would consider a good spirit to call to you. Um, next, Rosemary. 
carried or used in healing poppets for good health. So witchcraft properties, you can carry it in a little poppet little bag or satchel. Um, used in love and lust bells. Um, yeah. Anyway, if you believe lust spells, lust spells works to try to force somebody to fall in love with you or want to fuck you, what power to you? But that shit that's only known, only seen in porn. Or fancy term, romance porn novels, as well as movies and television. Worn to improve memory, so you can wear it. Ow. Used in dream pillows to prevent nightmares. You make a dream pillow, you can stuff it with rosemary. Burned as incense for purification and removing negativity. It's an incense, so you can burn it. It is also a candle that you can also burn. Rosemary, I th believe it's also an oil. But I've never seen it. You would probably have to find it online. Um... Carry or wear while reading, that's reading, or completing tasks to improve memory of the material and aid clear thinking. Great for students. Yeah, if they actually know how to use their brains. Um, use an infusion of rosemary to wash hands before any healing magic. Use in bath magic for purification. It's also associated with fairies. The ones with the wings. Um, so rosemary, witchcraft wise, has quite a lot, quite a few Things you can use f with it. Um, you can carry it. Um, you can make stuff with it. You can wear it. Um, you can wash with it. Which means take the rosemary. If you want to wash your hands. Put water in a little bowl. Put rosemary in the water. And then wash your hands with it. That's before any healing magic you use. Um, rosemary, you can bathe in it. There are um, bath salts, shampoos, conditioners, soap, and bath 
bubble bath oil you can use to have rosemary in it. Um, rosemary, it is also a cooking herb, so you can eat it. As well, you can cook with rosemary and you can eat it. Because it's an herb, you can cook with it. Um, the alternative for rosemary, if you can't find rosemary, you should be able to find rosemary, but if you can't, here are the alternatives. Elf leaf, sea dew, that's S-E-A as in the sea, dew as in D-E-W, Polar plant, guard robe, compass weed, dew of the sea, Mary's cloak, Stella Maria, star of the sea, and incensier. Rowan is our next category. For protection, magical power, success, and anti-haunting. I'm pretty sure I heard a lot of a lot of people right now just say anti-what? Anti-haunting. Now, you can use Rowan as an offering as well as an ingredient for protection spells. Success spells, magical power, whatever magical power you wish to have, let alone gain, you can use that, Rowan. Um, the anti-haunting, I have no idea what the fuck that's supposed to mean, but... Hypothetically, on a theory level, anti-haunting can mean removing something that could be haunted. As in, clear uh, a person that could be haunted, an object, maybe a home, or how, whatever would be considered anti-haunting. Anti-haunting would basically be a fancier term to remove something that could be haunted. Don't quote me on that. That's just a hypothetical theory I, ju I just mentioned. But I personally have never seen anything or know anybody that ever used Rowan the herb Rowan for anti-haunting. Uh, use the leaves and the berries of Rowan in amulets for healing and promoting psychic powers. So, you can use the leaves and the berries in amulets so you can make stuff with it with the leaves and the berries 
as the amulet that you wear around your neck. Um, for the healing and promoting psychic powers. Also good for use in lux spells and mixtures. You can use the herb rowan for lux spells. There are some spells that are for luck. Depends on the individual who wants to use the luck spell and what it's for. The mixtures would be the offering somebody would use. Rowan wood is often used to make wands and divining rods. So you can make wands with it. And divining rods would be staffs. So if you can make some stuff with the Rowan Wood tree bark, as long as well as leaves and the berries of it. Um so in the plant category, it's a tree. And it has berries and leaves that you can use. The alternative version of Rowan, if you can't find Rowan, here's the alternative that you can use in its place. Mountain Ash, Delight of the Eye, Quick Bane, Ran Tree, Rowan Berry, Thor's Helper, Witch Bark, Wicked Tree, Wild Ash, and Witchwood. Ow. Ow. Rue. <sighs> Magical uses include healing, health, mental powers, freedom, and protection against the evil eye. So, you can use Rue for as an offering as for healing spells for health and other things you would need healing for oneself. Mental powers there are spells for that. Freedom of protection there are spells for that, that you can use with for uh, with Rue as an offering as well as an ingredient. But against the evil eye, Rue being used for freedom protection spells as well as offerings against the evil eye. Yeah, that's more of a of a superstition. But I'm not someone that's going to sit and knock something if you want to try it, you can. If it does work for some people and they have used it, used that, that's good. I personally don't know anyone that's used Rue for freedom protection against the evil eye. 
Use as an asperger to cast salt water for purification of the circle and removing negativity from the home. Now, what that means is the purification of the circle is basically blessing what you stand in if you make a circle of salt and you stand in front stand in the middle of it and you use the rue asperger which i believe will be the leaves or of the grain rue is the grain so if you use the spurger, which is the grain of the rue, mix it with salt water, and you make a circle, and you do a purification. Once you do your purification spell, and you're standing in the circle, nothing can touch you. Uh, you can use rue for removing negativity from the home. That's anything that could be considered negativity. Um, hang the dried herb indoors to help yourself see and understand your mistakes. Now, if you make mistakes, everybody does, but if you want to see what mistakes you've made, and you want to understand the mistakes and you what learn learn from them and do, and make yourself better um another another way i can explain it you do um you make a mistake you want to see for yourself what the mistake you made or made the mistake or mistakes you made. You want to see it, but you want to, want to understand the mistakes so you can learn from them. It does work once you use the herbed, the dry herbed indoors. Burn to banish negativity or bad habits. So right there, you could burn it. Um, it is an oil you could burn. In some instances, there are incense you could burn that say rue on them. You have to probably order them online to get rid of what you would consider negativity. The bad habits... I'm not so sure on. Everybody has fucking bad habits. Um, some people, they want to get rid of the bad habits. Other people, they just say, screw it. Um, add to incense and pops to prevent illness or speed recovery. Now what that means, you can use any kind of of incense you wish to 
what it means to Adam is you gotta as an example take the rue um the herb of the rue um some people I've heard like just sticking the herb through the incense stick and burning the incense sticks so the herb burns with it. Um, the the grain of rue. Uh, you can use an oil, a burning oil. Dampen the incense stick. Then, uh, kind of turn the incense stick in the rue, and then burn it. The poppets? I don't think I've ever seen anybody use rue in a poppet. I've never seen it. Add to baths to break hexes and curses that may have been placed against you. Um, Rue, obviously, it's almost like when it comes to using Rue in a bath, it's almost considered like Epsom salt or bath salts. Um, but it's more like almost like a powder than a rock. Than a freaking bath salt. Um, let's see. Warning! Rue should not be handled by women who are pregnant. Doesn't it explain why? My guess it could be some. Um. What's the word I. The, trying to freaking think of um if something that's saying warning do not use or should not be handled what's the word side effect thank you I don't know what the side effects are if a pregnant woman would use a rue or handle it But for um, to be on the safe side, if anybody out there who's pregnant and they want to try using a rue, the the herb rue or the grain of the rue, don't use it. Be on the safe side. Uh. Were you about to ask, say something there? No. Okay. Uh, the alternative, if you can't find Rue, that's R-U-E, here is the alternative. Herb of Grace, which has the stupid little 
things like this. Um, Herb of Grace, without the little two things like this. Herby Grass, Garden Rue, Mother of Herbs, Rewoo, and Goat's Rue. For once, I got nothing. Um, next is Rye. For love, that's actually for considered love as in, I want someone to fall in love with me. That does not work. Fidelity. Okay, that could go either way. And self-control. That could be either way. Um, Rye, if you want to try using it for a love spell, fidelity, self-control, you can. If you want to use Rye as an offering to gods, or to the gods, or any god as you choose, for the three things that I just said, you can go ahead. Um, in the plant category, we know rye is a grain. Rye, you can cook with it. It's bread, so you can eat it. And it's also a flower. Not a flower that you can hold, but a flower you can cook with. Um, it's also something else that would be considered food for rye. Or that you can eat it. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it's also a baking powder, too. If you want to cook... Um, I mean, I know it's a baking powder for bread. Let alone baking pot, baking flour for bread. But I think That's, there's something else that you could bake rye with. Is that R-Y-E? Yeah. Oh, I'm fine. For like the past, for like the past, uh, several hours, ow, feeling something fucking hit me, touch me. Rye is also a state, or I'm sorry, a city. Yeah, I know, but I'm thinking food. What else in food can you use rye in besides baking flour? Cereal. Okay, cereal. Um. And yes, I'm also feeling something 
in a sexual way touching me. It's starting to irritate me. And I just heard that. Now, wasn't Paramike just breathing heavy? Um, anything else? Started up on me. Oh. Let's see, there's rye flour. Yeah. There's rye bread. Yeah, I know that. That's what I said. It's a whole grain from Germany. Huh? It's a, it's a whole grain from Germany. Yeah. Uh, let's see, rye grain used in baking goods. Yeah. There's rye berries. Yep. Uh, rye whiskey. Rye beer. Yep. Um, it's a fiber, protein, iron, magnesium, um, phosphate, zinc. Uh-huh. Of course, there's also dark rye. Yep. Basically, all the master chefs use it when they cook. Um, really, not much to really go on. Basically, you could use rye for almost anything. Okay. You know, you could you could find it in flour, you could find it in bread, you could find it in beer, you could find yeah. it in whiskey, vodkas, you know, whatever rye can be thought of to use for. There's like yeah, yeah. so many different ways. To you can, can eat it, it in many ways. You could trick it. <laughs> it's made for shit. Yeah. Um, next, now we start with the S's. Soft flour. It's actually a flour. Sunflower. So I know that. S-U-N? It's a grain, huh? S U N. Is it spelling S U N? S A F. F L. Oh, okay. O W E R. Sunflower. Oh, okay. It sounded like you said sunflower. I was like, S U N. Okay, that's a flower I'd never heard of. Mix with jinx, incense. To cause destruction to an enemy. Not recommended. Yeah, if you believe in the threefold law. My family, we don't. You fuck with us, you're getting fucked right back. <laughs> Which is the words my brother Richie would say all the time. You fuck with my family, I'll fuck with you right back. Um... Now, if you have make, if you make something that's for a jinx, 
I'm not really... I don't really know what a fucking jinx incense means. I never fucking heard of it. But I guess if you want to use an incense stick. But do you want to use the power of Suffloer? I guess you could kind of dip the incense stick. In a little bit of burning oil, oil you could burn. Roll the incense stick into safflower. Not too much, but a little bit. Is that spelled J I N X? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I have. I have something here. Um, for Jinx incense sticks, there are those. Let me see. I want to share it. There we go. We got a powerful Indian incense stick. 22 pack Jinx removing. Yeah, Jinx removing. You have... No, that's not it. You got this one here. And this one. Uh. Removing. Yeah. Remove powder. Spellbreaker incense spells. Spells, spells curses, curses, jinxes, jinxes hexes, and cr cross conditions. Okay, so you could burn it. You would have to find the incense, the jinx. It, what? You would have to find an incense, incense sticks that specifically says jinx incense. Yeah. Also Not the too. removing jinx, jinx incense. It's the one for um, which we just mentioned for spells, hexes, curses. Yeah. There's also Jinx oils. We got purpose cleaner. Jinx removing herbal essence oil blend. Seven Sisters Oil Jinx Killer. That's a Jinx Remover. Uh, Spellbreaker Oil for Hexes, Curses, Jinxes, and Spells. Nope. Um. Organic. Organic. Not an oil. Or an incense stick. Uh, go on the back arrow. Okay, um. Go to the arrow over here. This one? Yeah. 
Hold on. Don't go anywhere. Um. Trying to think. Which one did I just fucking su see? Spellbreaker incense for spells, curses, jinx. Yeah, that's the one that I showed you earlier. Okay, keep the cur your cursor on that one. Jinx makes with jinx in incense, safflower. To cause destruction to an enemy. Th that's not removing a jinx to cause destruction. That's causing it. Not removing it. Unless you want to try using the jinx incense stick and mix it with the safflower to cause destruction to an enemy, you can go ahead. It's not recommended, but you want to go ahead and use it, go ahead. Rub on the inside of the knees to attract exciting sexual encounters. <laughs> Could you do me a favor? Hold that. I gotta take a remedy. These fucking hiccups. I know why I'm getting them too. Something's fucking choking me. Ah, those funny hiccups always get you people. Doesn't it? While she's doing that, uh, whoops, wrong email account. Criminal piece. I went to the wrong email account, man. Okay, let me get out of this room. Go back. Ah, there we are. Ah, I went to the wrong screen. that but uh, yeah supposedly there is going to be another video game coming out Ernie Hudson confirms new Ghostbusters video game in development a new Ghostbusters video game has seemingly been confirmed uh, yes stupid thing By Ernie Hudson, the the Winston Zeddemore actor recently appeared at Celebrity Fan Fest in Centennial, Texas during a Q&A panel. Hudson was asked whether or not he would ever be interested in doing another video game. Hudson surprised the moderator, stating that a new game is currently Ow. in the works and he's already in talks to record voice work. Unfortunately, the actor seemed to be unaware of specific details about the project, including whether it will take place in a time period closer to the original films or Ghostbusters Afterlife. Smokey. Oh, 
which is interesting and it goes on a lot more but I'll read the rest of it in another show but it's interesting that he's in talks of another game coming out which is going to be awesome so back to Paralor okay anyway back I'm back my secret remedy works um now, I really don't know if rubbing the inside of your knees with sunflower att attracts exciting sexual encounters. I personally never heard of that. <laughs> Nor if it works. I really don't know. I'm not doing that. Um, but that's pretty much the witchcraft care, uh, cate uh, categories for Sufflower. Not really much to go on. Um, we know Sufflower is a green. Um, you can cook it. Sunflower, it is a baking flour. So you can cook, fry something with it. You can bake something with it. Um, it's also with some beer mixtures. Um, more like an, more like ales or something. Like that. Um, let's see. Saffron. Is an aphrodisiac. Bullshit. <laughs> Saffron is a Goya product, which is seasoning. Hold on. Saffron. Witchcraft characteristics are aphrodisiac, love, healing, happiness, wind raising, lust, and strength. You can use saffron as offerings. You can even use it in spells for healing, happiness, strength, um, spells, or added power from the, from the gods or any god, male or female, for as an aphrodisiac, love, lust, and wind raising. I have no idea. I've never heard of it. Or any of saffron being used as an aphrodisiac ingredient or offering to any god, let alone love and lust and wind raising. I have no idea. <laughs> never heard of it. Never seen it. Um, 
burn, wear, or carry for healing and strengthening psychic awareness. Okay. Other witchcraft categories. You could burn it, wear it, or carry. For healing and strengthening psychic awareness, to burn it, um, there is an incense that literally says saffron on it. You could burn that. Never heard of it, saffron candle, but just take my word for it. Just burn the incense stick. Um, wearing it, I have no idea what you could put saffron on so you can wear it. <laughs> Carrying it, or I guess wearing it could work for also wearing it and carrying it if it's like in a in a s small satchel or a bag um commonly used in love magic healing spells and to control the weather last time i checked you can't control the weather i don't care how good your fucking magic is you can't control the weather that shit you only see in movies and TV shows um yes it is used in healing spells as an offering as well as an ingredient Wash hands with water and saffron or keep saffron satchels in your home to bring happiness. Um, so yeah, due to fact saffron is an herb. You can, obviously bathing in it is basically you just wash your hands in the water that has saffron herbs in it. Um, saffron satchels means you have a satchel that you put saffron herbs in it and you carry it around and you can wear it on you as well as putting it up in your home uh, the Saffron is a cooking herb. You could cook with it. You, obviously, you can eat it. Um, from what I've heard and I've actually seen, saffron is in some teas that you can drink. Um... Um, trying to think here. For a plant category, saffron could be considered a grain or 
some multi multi multitudes of certain herbs mixed in one. Um, the alternative for saffron, if you can't actually find saffron, but you want the alternative for it, are come comma come comma which means k u m k u m a saf ran kizer anem crocus spanish saffron dyer's saffron tissel saffron bastard saffron <laughs> American saffron and parrot's corn. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to get hungry. We can pick up some more S herbs on the 23rd. Our next show, which is next week Thursday um yeah cuz uh the 24th is a Friday oh yeah that's right so our next show the 23rd will be Christmas Thursday is Saturday huh Christmas is Saturday Christmas right. Yuletide yeah I forgot about that yep that's what we can do it will be doing our next episode next Thursday the 23rd I got a a couple other uh movies to talk about for Paranews um and I still got herbs I gotta do so that will do it for episode 48 hope you guys enjoyed it uh, I want to say thank you to our moderator for hanging in with us and she says this to us what good, good night. night good night, night Gloria and for Paralore's brother popping in three different times and you know, saying, hey guys, uh, <laughs> the sound was really bad. I know it actually came from Parallel's <coughs> computer, not mine this time. So I have to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And I did say, let's check the sound before we went on, but you said you wanted to try without having to check it. Yeah, but I didn't realize your somehow your microphone turned on on your laptop, which caused the echo back this way, so... That was not my fault. That's your the other system. reason why I'm stopping, one, I'm hungry. I'm starting to get hungry. Two, I've been feeling something touching me, hitting me, choking me, and touching me in a sexual way. Mm. And talking to me. Well, the talking part, I know I couldn't hear. to it back. I know the talking part, I couldn't hear. Oh, I um, could hear it. 
with the headsets on or with without the headsets on, but I was I had you blown up fully on the screen when you were just a, like a solo layout. Yeah. And I was watching around you in the back and everything, and it's like I'm not seeing anything. Oh, I can feel it. But well, I'll download the video. You know, probably in probably two days. Yeah, I'm gonna need a couple days to. Um. Relax. Relax, because the last one I couldn't focus on it. Yeah, she like I said, she still has uh, two hours and I think twenty nine minutes left, something like that, of episode forty seven to go through, and then episode forty eight we got to go through um, in a few days because tomorrow I have an engagement to deal with, and I need to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to relax tomorrow. Hopefully Sunday I'll be able to go through this re- go through this one because yeah. I know I was seeing I was feeling something. Mm. Yep. I know I was hearing something in my headset. Yep. So trust me, just because some people can't see what I'm feeling doesn't mean it's not there. Right. So that and was- your eyes that helps you kind of see that side mm. it hasn't kicked in since your tumor true except for my ears I know <laughs> <laughs> alright that does it for us for episode 48 49 will be on the 23rd at the yep. same time next Thursday now we might try a different time hopefully Richie can join us ah. on camera with us ah yeah I have to see hopefully. what his work schedule is for that day. Yep, hopefully. Um, so stay tuned. I might have to change the opening for 48, though. Uh, not 48, 49. 49. Yeah. Uh, did affect that Saturday's Christmas. I didn't think of it right away. I just created uh, a new opening for 49. So yeah. I, might, I might change it. So good night, good evening, good afternoon. Whatever time it is, your side. <laughs> I'm Paramike. She is. I'm Paralor. And we say good night. Bye. Why is this thing not working? I have no idea.